And so we're going to share a thought with you today. This is going to be from Psalm 13, and we're going to read the whole psalm, all right, all six verses of it. So don't panic. This is not a long one. But the, the thought or the, the idea today is really thinking through how to pray, all right? And uh, I think sometimes in life, we often know what to do. We just don't know how to do it. So with that, let me just ask you that question. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you knew what to do, you just didn't know how to do it? For example, have you ever had a flat tire going down the road? Do you know what to do? Yeah, you know to pull over somewhere and you know what? You know the tire's got to be changed. I just may not know how to change the tire. Right? Sometimes I know what to do. I just don't know how to do it. I think about our students that are here today. I was thinking about this myself. You know, sometimes you know, a teacher will tell a student they need to study. Parents tell that to their children. Hey, you need to study. You need to study. You need to study. When it comes to school, they know what to do. Sometimes they just don't know what? How to do it. Like, I know I'm supposed to study. I just don't know how to do it. And... For some reason, I had flown under a radar until I got to my freshman year of college. And I've told you this before. I had a history professor. The first couple months, I was failing the class. And not barely. I mean, it was ugly. And I didn't have a clue how he was teaching. I couldn't keep up with his class. I would take random notes. And pretty much everything he said was on the test. And so if he talked for three hours that week then you better have three hours worth of notes because it's going to be a long test. Everything he said mattered. He never spoke anything that was just off the cuff, so to speak. And so about two months in, he called me into his office and he said, Corey, I see that you're struggling some in my class and I want to help you. And initially that was kind of embarrassing, right? But I'm so thankful that he did that. You know what he did? He taught me what I knew to do he taught me how to do it. And so he taught me how to take notes in his class. He taught me how to write things down in such a way that it makes sense with how he's teaching. And it, it's helped me in other classes. It's helped me anytime I take notes. It, I mean, it all goes back to that conversation sitting in his office. A teacher who loved me enough not to just say, go study, go study, go study, but who said, let me help you know how to study. You know, he didn't have to do that. He could have just watched me fail the whole semester and said, well, you've got poor study habits and you're a bad student and you're never going to amount to a whole lot. But he was a good teacher and he cared about the student. And so he took time not only to tell me what to do, he took time to show me how to do it. And so sometimes we know what to do, we just don't know how, how to do it. Sometimes we do that with Christians as it relates to the Bible. Right? What's a good thing for a Christian to do? What would you say to somebody? Read the Bible. And they say, I know what to do. I know I'm supposed to read the Bible, but sometimes I struggle with, how do I do it? Where do I start? Who are these people that wrote these books? Why are there 66 books and not 600 books? And who are all these different stories? And what's the line? And do these dots connect? And what's the genre? What's the history? What's the context? Like there's lots of blanks to fill in to help people know how to read the Bible. You and I have probably sat down before knowing that we were supposed to read the Bible and got frustrated and just closed our Bible because we're like, I can't make sense of this. 
I, they say they read the Bible and it speaks to them and it means something to them. I read the Bible and I just don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. A lot of people get discouraged because they know what to do. They just don't know how to do it. And so part of our job as a church is to come alongside one another and to equip each other right, in things that are true. So not only that we know what to do, but we know how to do it. Well, here's the deal. What if I said to you today, we're all going to face some kind of difficulty here in the near future, but we don't know what to do about it. What would be a good first step? Pray. Right? We all know what to do. It's a hardship. It's a struggle. I know that I'm supposed to pray. But sometimes I struggle with, how do I pray? What's the right way for me to pray? Is there a right way for me to pray? And is it a pattern or something that I should follow after? Remember Jesus' disciples. Like they, when they first started following him, they saw him continuous, continuously go away by himself. And there was power in his prayer. So when they came to him, they didn't say, hey, tell us what you were doing. You know what they asked? Teach us how to pray. Right? They knew there was power in prayer. They knew the what. What they needed was the how. And so today we're going to look at David. Psalm 13. And what you're going to find here and what we're going to listen into He's doing the what. He's praying in the midst of difficulty, struggle. But he shows us how to pray. Now this isn't a catch-all sermon that catches every angle of prayer. We're just looking at how he dealt with his situation. And I hope that you can find some encouragement and some help. If you are in a struggle right now or for what's just coming around the corner. That tends to be the way it works. It's kind of like the stepping stones of life across a river, right? We're stepping from one struggle and one battle to the next one. And we get on dry ground here, but we've got to step to another one. And there's just continual difficulties, strategies that are necessary as we're going to fight and battle well. So here we go. Psalm 13, we're going to read six verses. Beginning in verse 1, David says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? And how long will you hide your face from me? And how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God, and give light to my eyes or I'll sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. And my heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. All right, so as we look at these six verses here, you can kind of couple these together. Verses 1 and 2, 3 and 4, and 5 and 6. And so we'll do that as we work through uh, this, this Psalm of David. All right, and three things that we'll highlight as we're making our way through. So we're talking about when I'm facing a difficulty, how do I pray? I know that I should pray. I just don't often know how to go about it, all right? And so initially, as we pray or as we face life's difficulties, the first thing we're going to see is that David's going to pray honestly. And as he prays honestly, he's expressing what he believes that he needs while still yet submitting to overall whatever God's going to do. So he's going to be honest. He's going to express what he believes that he needs. And then he's going to also be submissive to however God leads so when we read that psalm, did we identify what David was going through? We don't really know his struggle, right? He didn't say, this is what I'm facing. 
We know he's got enemies. We know he's in a difficult position. We're just not sure exactly when this takes place. But one thing is clear. Even though David didn't know why this was happening, he knew where to go. And so he took his heart, he took his requests in the middle of a difficult situation to God. And so let's go back here again and look at this as we consider these first verses about praying honestly. He says, how long, Lord, again, will you forget me forever? And how long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God, and give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. So David's facing some kind of difficulty. We don't know what it is, but this difficulty is creating all kinds of feelings within him. And that's probably true for you and I as well. When we find ourselves in a struggle, a hardship, an uncomfortable situation, there's lots of feelings that rise up with it. And so what is he feeling? He feels as though, number one, that he's been forgotten by God. Right? How long, God, are you going to forget me? Are you going to leave me by myself forever? He feels as though God has turned away from him, kind of like Jesus on the cross. Why have you forsaken me? He's battling his own mind. He can't get peace. So how long am I going to have to struggle with the issues of my thought life? And then he says, and I've got a deep burden in my heart. I've got a sorrow that is robbing me of joy or of peace. And so what does David think that he needs? Why pray? We pray because we want what? We want an answer. And so David believes that he needs God to work in such a way where these requests are going to be answered. And so he needs God to restore the light to his eyes. That is, help me to see you. Help me to know that I'm not forgotten. Help me to know that you didn't forsake me. Right? Help me to know that the battle of my mind is going to be overcome. Help me to know that joy will return to my heart. And so we find him here praying, but he's praying honestly. So it's not some clean, pretty prayer. He's just praying what he feels, right? I feel forsaken. I feel forgotten. I feel alone. I feel abandoned. Uh, I feel heaviness. I feel like I can't get clarity in my mind. I feel like, God, I need you to show up and answer. So anytime you find yourself in a difficulty or I find myself there, a good thing to do is pray and to be honest about what you're feeling initially. All right? You don't have to hide that. It's not that God, that's a makes us less of a Christian because we feel something. So when you have a feeling in that situation, we need to pray it out. So Lord, I feel burdened. What do I do? I, I pray, right? And I'm, I'm going to tell him that. I'm not, when my heart's heavy. I'm not going to say, hey God, it's a great day. Thank you for all your blessings. I'm going to be honest initially and say, hey, this stinks. This is hard. Lord, I'm afraid. Pray it out. Lord, I'm burdened. Pray it out. Lord, I'm anxious. Pray it out. Lord, I don't know what to do next. Pray it out. Here's an opportunity. Am I supposed to participate in it? I don't know. Then pray it out. Like, be honest before God with what it is that you are experiencing as the result of your situation. So we can pray honestly, but not only do we pray honestly, we can pray expressing what we believe that we need. So there's nothing wrong with going to God and saying, I feel like I need this. Right? I'm in the midst of a, a struggle, and I believe this is the answer that I need. But as we pray that way, we realize that ultimately God's the one who's going to give and bring the appropriate answer. 
So it's not just, I don't know how to pray. Maybe that's where you're at. Or maybe you feel like, God, I believe this would be a good way to answer. There's nothing wrong with praying out what you believe that you need. And so David needed God to answer. He needed God to answer in such a way where he knew he wasn't forgotten. That's what he thought he needed. He needed God to answer in such a way where he could get peace in his mind. He needed God to answer in such a way where the burdens of his heart were lifted. He needed God to answer in such a way where he didn't feel like he was forsaken. So not only is he honest, but he's expressing what he believes that he needs. And this morning, we've sang a couple songs to that end. Lord, I need you, right? How often? Every hour I need you, right? So we sing that just as a reminder of truth that we are needy people, but we sing it as well knowing that we can express our needs to God honestly, that he hears that, and that ultimately he's going to answer in a way that is his for our good and that will bring him glory. So it's never a bad thing when I have to acknowledge that I'm a needy person. That gets me humble. That gets me right. That gets me praying like David is here, honestly expressing what I believe that I need. So as we pray, I know I should pray. How do I pray? Let's be honest about it. Don't feel like you got to clean it up. Start there. Get it out. You know, think of it like uh, if you've got an infection and you go to the doctor, what's the first thing that needs to happen to heal you? We got to get rid of the infection, right? And so that's the idea. Let's flush this out so then we can heal whatever that wound is. It's the same way here. We need to flush this out to God. I'm all these different things that he lists. And then he's going to come to a place where he's going to ask God to do something a little bit different. So pray honestly. We're going to express what it is that we believe that we need. All right, secondly here, we're going to pray persistently. I know I should pray. I'm facing a difficulty. This is a challenge to my faith. This is a challenge in my family. This is a challenge to my body. It's a challenge to my school or my neighborhood or my job. I know I'm supposed to pray. How do I do it? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray persistently, and I'm going to do that knowing that God will answer in his time and in his way. So as we read through the psalm, what you see is this. this is, what we read is not David's first time praying about this situation. Right? David's got to a point where he's prayed and prayed and prayed, and he's kind of impatient. Think about taking a long car ride with children. You got an eight-hour trip and you're an hour up the road. What are they saying? Are we there yet? Right? They're feeling it. They want to be there, but they're not there yet. And you know what they're going to do for the next seven hours? They're going to keep asking, Mom, are we there yet? Dad, are we there yet? How much further? How much longer? Because they're, they're struggling. When somebody's saying how long, that's not how we start the prayer. That's somebody that's been in it for a while has kind of had enough of this. How long are you going to let this keep going on? And so that's the thought, that's the tone with which uh, we read David's prayer. So let's, let's look at it again. Verse 1, he says, how long, Lord? You ever prayed that way? I've had enough. This burden's too heavy. I'm tired. I'm weary, I'm frustrated, I'm annoyed, I've done everything I know to do. I keep praying and it's like you're silent, you're not showing up. How long are you going to forget me? How long are you going to hide your face from me? Four different times here. How long must I wrestle 
with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? David's found himself in a position where he's struggling. He's been struggling. But what he's teaching us here is how we continue to pray. He doesn't just throw his hands up and quit and go, hey, I threw out one prayer and God didn't show up, so I guess I've done my part. He's persistent. And he's going to continue to pray. So how long before you answer? How long before, or before you remove me out of this situation? How long before this challenge is overcome? How long before you will answer? See, even in the middle of the struggle, David knew what to do. Right? He knew to pray and he knew how to do it. And that is to keep praying. And so he not only knew what to do, but he knew how to do it. And he just simply stayed with it. He was persistent in prayer. So help me out. When is it easy for you to pray? When do you find prayer rolling off your tongue? Just It's eloquent. It's light. It's just bless, blessings. It's bliss. When do you find it easiest to pray? So time of day would be in the morning. Do you find it easiest to pray when life is hard or when life's easy? So we may pray more serious when life is hard, but it's easy to pray when everything's good. Right? I don't have to really battle in prayer there. So my family's good, my health is good, money's good, relationships are good, kids are good, school is good. Everything's good, God. So we just pour out, you know, just love you, God, and we just pray, and it's easy. When it gets hard to pray is when we keep praying and we don't see anything happening. Now, that may be where prayer gets more real, but that's where it gets a lot easier for us to kind of throw our hands up and to either get discouraged or to quit. And so David felt some things. He felt like God had forgotten him. He felt like God had forsaken him. He couldn't, get, he couldn't win the battle of his mind. My enemies are going to triumph over me. I'm about to die. And he was heavy in his heart. But he knew what to continue to do. All right? Because he kept praying. And he was still praying. And he prayed and he expected God to answer. And that's the same way that it works for you and I today. As the difficulty remains, we keep praying. And we keep praying and we keep praying. So as the feelings keep coming, what do we do? We can lose hope, but what should we do? We should keep on, you just keep praying. My situation hasn't changed, what do you do? You keep praying. I don't know what God's up to, okay? That's honest, what do you do? You just keep praying. When you don't understand, you keep praying and you keep praying and you keep praying. And you pray expecting that God's going to answer. If we didn't expect God to answer, you know what we wouldn't do? We wouldn't pray. And so we just, he tells us, pester him. Give me no rest. It's kind of like as children, they just ask questions over and over again. You've seen that little commercial, it's been a while, it's a, there's an ad for a TV show where that little boy keeps asking, Mom, 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 Mommy, 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 Lewis, 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 Lewis. He's going to keep asking until you do what? Until you answer. 
That's how God expects us to pray. The thing is, it's hard to pray like that when we're still in the midst of a struggle. So David's situation hadn't changed, but he's doing the right thing the right way. He knows what to do, and he knows how to do it. Just keep praying. But it's not working. Okay, you can't see, and I can't see how it's working, but you know what? God may be at work in ways we can't see. So you keep praying. You know, there was a situation really shared with you just uh, a year ago, asked you guys to pray about a situation and didn't get into all the details. And it's something that we've prayed about and we've prayed about. And man, I've seen some fruit from that prayer. Somebody who was walking far away from God, didn't want anything to do with God, was making choices that were just bad for them and for their family and for lots of other families. It was creating lots of issues. And so we prayed and prayed and we asked you to pray and we asked lots of people to pray about a specific situation. And about three weeks ago, this person walks up to me after class and says, Mr. Penn, I want to talk to you. I don't know what's going on, but I can't get enough of God right now. I believe in him and I want to know as much as I can about him. And just, I can't explain, I don't know why I'm this way, I just, I want to know God as much as I can. You know what my first response was? Lots of people have been praying for you. And I believe God's just drawing you to himself. See, sometimes it's hard to pray. And I know it's, there's times it's, you pray with tears. Miss Penn and I were sitting in front of, it was a lot of water creek. I don't even think we went in to eat. We just started talking and we sat there and held hands and just prayed. Because it's so heavy. And I can't fix it. And I can't change it. And I don't know what to do. And God, you've got to do something. And why aren't you going to change this? And don't you see all the damage that's coming as a result of this? We just kept praying. I can't change it. I can't control it. I'm not the answer. And so all I knew to do is to pray to the one who is. And God, I'm asking you to do something. Man, isn't it good when you can begin to see God answer those prayers? You know the prayer that you and I will never see answered? The one that we quit on. The one that we give up on. The one that we say, that'll never happen. It's too hard. Man, I can remember when my mom and dad taught us to pray, God is great, God is good, let us thank Him for our food. And save Grandma and Grandpa Penn, amen. That's how we prayed at meals. And we prayed that way every day. And I didn't understand it as a kid. Now, I don't know about my grandpa Penn, and you know that story. We've got hope there. More than that, we've got a righteous judge there. But I do know about my grandma Penn. And that was a long time coming. And I mean, my dad battled, and he battled, and he battled, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he talked, and he talked, and he asked everybody he knew, pray for my dad, pray for my mom. And at 80 years old, my grandma Penn received Jesus Christ as her Savior. Sometimes we look at situations and go, it's not going to change, it's hopeless, it's just going to be hard, it's the way it's going to be. Well, it may be hard, and it may be that way for a long time. But don't count God out. He may be doing things that you don't, you don't see or I don't see. Maybe it's not the right time yet. And God knows His timing is right. What you and I do is pray and we pray persistently. And we pray expecting that God will answer. Because He will. 
He would not tell us to pray without ceasing if he wasn't somewhere on the other end of that going to answer that prayer that we cease to offer. He wouldn't tell us to pray in every situation if he wasn't the God of every situation. And so we pray. David teaches us that right here. Even though my situation may not look any different, though it may be hard, I'm going to keep praying. We do that. Third, trusting. I'm going to pray open and honest, and I'm going to pray expressing what I feel and believe that I need. I'm going to pray persistently, knowing that God hears and He's going to answer. And that's His timing, His way. And then I pray trusting. I pray trusting that His love for me, His love for us, will never fail. So initially, as David prayed, remember what he prayed? He prayed how he felt. God, I feel alone. I feel forsaken. I feel abandoned. And I'm burdened. But he didn't just focus on what he felt. He's going to end this prayer here with what he knew. And you've heard me talk about that a lot. And probably because that's something I've got to say to myself a lot. There are things that I feel, but what I feel doesn't determine what's true. Sometimes they're just things that I need to know. And I need to know it's true, whether I feel it's true or not, whether I see it true in my life or not. And so David's going to end here by turning his attention to what he knew. Let's go to verses 5 and 6. Remember all the how longs. This is another one of these turning points. <laughs> it's another one of these but verses. There's a bunch of them in the Bible. But, this is what I feel, but I trust in your unfailing love. And my heart rejoices in your salvation. And I will sing the Lord's praise. Why? Because he has been good to me. Notice the tense, right? When he says, I will sing, what's he saying? Moving forward, this is something I'm going to do, and I'm going to do that based on what? What God has done. He's, he's reminding himself of the goodness of God. He's reminding himself of some earlier days when he wasn't under the battle, when the enemy wasn't against him, when he didn't feel like death was just knocking at his door. He remembered the goodness of God. And that had a major impact and a major influence on his prayer life. And even though he was facing great difficulty, he said, I will sing your praise. And I'm going to do that because you are a good God. He also knew that God could and would save. He'd experienced that before. And so in that current situation, he's praying for God to save him. He's praying for God to protect him. He's praying for God to refresh him. And he's saying, I will sing your praise because I believe that this is what you have in store for me. This is something you've done in the past. And I will rejoice in the fact that you are a God who saves. Even though my situation has not changed. And he's going to rejoice. He's going to trust in a God who has never failed him. You know, it's easy under the weight of a moment to feel like I'm going to break under this weight. This burden is too heavy. But when we remember some of the truth that undergirds us, the truth there that is our support that's promised to never leave, to never sake, 
to forsake, to never stop loving, man, that, that spurs our hope and that gives fuel to our trust and it has a major impact on how we pray. And so even though his difficulty was present, it had not changed, he was mindful of the goodness of God and the goodness of God spurred him, right? I rejoice in your salvation and I'm going to trust in your love that has never let me down and your word says it will never let me down. And so for whatever reason I find myself in this situation, I know that these things are true. And so I've prayed how I felt, and I know that you've heard me. And I've kept on praying, knowing that you will deliver me. And I'm praying here, trusting on the good things that you've done in my past, that the God who did it then will be the God who will do it again. So regardless of what I've experienced and currently may be experiencing or what I one day will experience, I know what to do and I know how to do it. God, I trust you. Nowhere in here do you see David pray, God, I enjoy this. Do you? No. Remember last week we said nobody likes discipline. It's painful at the time. It's only later on that it actually produces something. So David doesn't start it here or even end here. And God, this is so much fun and I'm so thankful for this hardship and I'm enjoying how difficult my life is. But he's praying trusting because he knows that God will hear, that God will answer. He's been faithful in the past. He'll be faithful again. So sometimes there are things in our life that come at us and they come at us unexpected. Right? It's, it's not what I anticipated coming. It's kind of like, uh, sorry to mention this, it's kind of like a cardinal batter. They're standing there expecting a fastball, and all of a sudden, here comes a curveball. Or all of a sudden, here comes an off-speed, a change-up. And you see that guy just whiff like crazy. Why? Because that wasn't what he was expecting. Sometimes life comes at us that way. We're standing there confident. We're standing there ready. We think that we see and we understand what's going to happen next and then something happens and it catches us off guard and we're just whiffing like crazy. We don't know what to do. Shakes our confidence. We start feeling all sorts of things that aren't connected to truth. I mean, Maybe I'm truly feeling that way, but it's not true about God has really forsaken me or walked away from me or he's just kind of laughing at me as I struggle. And so even though I have feelings, I pray. I know what to do. And based on David, now we know a little bit of how to do it. So if you're in the middle of a struggle right now, you're facing a challenge, your enemy is attacking you in some way, maybe it's a battle of your mind, battle within your family, maybe it's a battle at your school or on your team, maybe it's a battle in some way that you can't really identify. David's taught us here how to Press on in the middle of that battle. Be honest before God. Humble yourself. I am a needy person and I need you to show up because this is how I'm feeling. And keep praying. And you pray until what? Pray until you get an answer. You know what I would do? And I've just started doing this again. You take a little notebook and you write out a specific prayer request. I don't mean a general prayer. A general prayer request is like God bless the world. 
That's answered every second of every day in all kinds of ways. I'm not saying don't pray that way. I'm saying there's specific things in our life we need to be praying about. Something specifically heavy on your heart, write it out. And you keep praying about it, and you keep praying about it, and you keep praying about it. Leave a little room at the end. Do you know what the room at the end is for? It's to, it's to date or to check off when God answers that prayer request. You know what that's good for? I've got some of these in my office. It's good to go back and read. It's good to show your kids. Man, I forgot all about this. There was this time in my life where I was really struggling. And so I prayed and prayed and prayed, and here's how God answered. Man, it's a boost for your faith. It's a reminder, just like David had here, that God's faithful. Though my situation is hard, unexpected, he's going to see me through this. Keep praying and pray trusting. That old imperial song just comes to mind. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. He didn't teach us to swim to let us drown. He didn't build his home in us to move away. He didn't lift us up to let us down. That's the God we serve. And that's the God we pray to. Did you notice how David prayed? What verse was that? Verse 3. David says, look on me and answer, Lord my God. You are my God. It's relational. It's personal. He knew he could trust God. He knew he could pray and not offend God by being honest. He knew he could keep praying knowing in God's time and way he would answer. And so as you sit today, maybe you're needy. Maybe your prayer is something in line with David's. I want to encourage you to follow his pattern of prayer through what it is, whatever it is that you're facing. And let us know how we can pray for you as well.